You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleveland, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleveland.com. We all have a purpose. We all have a call. And we all know what that is. It all comes with a price. It all depends on what you're willing to pay. But God has a purpose for you, and he has a call. And you're going to have to walk through it. Now, disclaimer. Will it be hard? The hardest thing that you've ever done. The hardest. I can't even make it sound pretty. I can't. I wish I could. There'll be some days when you look in the mirror and you've heard them up here. Depression. There was uh, addiction. Molested as a child. Told you couldn't be on stage because of homosexuality. Yeah, no, I'm saying it all again. And it's worth saying again. But through the blood of Jesus, they've been redeemed. Wow, man. Try to preach after that one, I dare you. Okay. We sometimes think that just because we're walking in our call, that it's going to be easy. <laughs> what a twisted mindset. What a twisted, messed up mindset. We've watched too much TV preachers, that's the problem. We've watched too many people that stand behind the pulpit and ask for your money that'll drive, have jets and all that, right? It's not reality. Reality is it's tough. Reality is it's hard. Reality, sometimes you look in the mirror and say, why am I doing what I'm doing? I'm not worthy. I don't have the right credentialing. I don't know why I'm up here doing what I'm doing. You know why? Because God called you. Because God called you. And it's your call, your purpose. And let me, another disclaimer, I got to get going. When I'm talking about call and purpose, don't, I'm not talking about being a preacher. We're not talking about that today at all. X that out of your mind. There's way more to being called and purpose than being a preacher. I'll get to them more later. But as I was thinking about this message, because remember the Titans, remember Titans is the greatest sports movie of all time. There's no better sports movie than this. You got Monty Ducks, yeah, it's about some bratty kids. Not that good, not that great. You got, I mean, what's the other movie I said before, right? The one? Rudy, Rudy, it's predictable. Come on, really? It's not that great. Remember the Titans. There's so many life lessons in Remember the Titans. And if you don't like it, it's okay. I'm just teasing, really. There's a lot of good sports movies, but this is the one we chose, and we like it. If you've never seen it, what have you done with your life from this point? I'm not sure yet. You need to question your life choices. No, it's a great movie for real, seriously. If you haven't seen it, go home and watch it. It's great. Disney, if you have Disney+, Plus, watch it. It's a great movie. It's great. If you love football, you'll love it. But I said, I want to, I want to, we're talking about football, so I want to talk about things that are football related. It only makes sense, right? We're talking about football, and it's Sunday, the greatest day, plus church and football. That's right. Football, family, church. It's the greatest thing ever. God knew what he was doing on Sunday. He made football happen. It's great, right? I'm just, it was, it was a joke, y'all. Sorry. Oh, wow. I'm not a comedian, obviously, right? So I said, what can I title the message that is going to make it football related? So I thought and thought and thought. I thought, there's nothing sounds good. 
that I was driving, I'm not sure where, and it hit me. The title of the message is Upon Further Review. Upon Further Review. Now I'm going to talk some football things today, so don't, don't let me lose you. I'm going to explain what I'm saying, okay? So if you're not familiar, listen, I'm going to explain a little bit to you. Don't go to sleep, please. What happens in a game upon further review when there's two teams, obviously there's two teams, and there's a play that happens. Well, the team that had the bad call wants to review the call. They got a red little flag in their pocket, and they throw it out there, right? If you know what I'm talking about, it's a red flag. Referee picks it up and stops play. So I'm going to look at this play again. I'm going to review the play. So he goes and gets stuff in the little camera, and only he and upstairs can see what he's looking at. So would you say their view is different than the coach's view? Yeah, it is. So upon further review, let's see what actually happens upon further review. The first thing that happens is real time. We see what really happened in real speed. Sometimes you know when you see something that happens real time, real speed, you miss things. Wrong or right? Right. We can only see so much. And we might miss something. But real time says when a referee looks at a play in real time, he's looking at it, what actually happened at that moment in speed. When we look at our lives, we cannot deny the situation or what actually happened to us. You get what I'm saying? I can sit up here and tell you, well, I've never, my mom and dad were married forever, never been divorced. If you know my family, I can't deny that my mom and dad were divorced when I was 10 years old. That's reality. That's real time to me. I can talk that I'm not, but reality is it's really happening to me. If you deal with depression, anxiety, you can say, oh, I don't have depression. Oh, I don't have anxiety. But the real truth is, yes, you do. See, so many times in our past, here's what we do. Oh, I'm hiding from my past. We can still see you. You're not a good hider. Quit trying to run from it. It really happened. It's okay. By the blood of Jesus, you've been redeemed. But that's still part of you. That's reality. That's real time. That actually happened. If you've seen the movie, Coach Boone could not deny the truth of his situation. He couldn't. Everything was against him. From the time he said, yes, I'm going to be coach, to the time, the end of the movie. He had hardships. The first one's obvious. The color of his skin. In that time period, African-American coaches did not exist. They did not do that in that part of the country, which is Virginia. Virginia did not do that. It was all white. Or Caucasian, I apologize. We said it the right way. It was all white, right? So that was the first thing against him. He knew this. It was not a, something that was a secret. Next thing, he coached in a small division. In North Carolina, it was two division, or two, yeah, 2A, pretty much. And then in... North Carolina is 2A, sorry. And then Virginia, it was 3A ball. So it was a bigger ball there. That was another thing. He knew this. It wasn't a secret. He wasn't trying to hide it. I know. I know. He even tells that coach, well, that's good. Not going to learn from the best then. That's what he tells him. Not going to learn from the best. If this is better ball, you teach me something. I'll learn from y'all. He wasn't denying the fact. And then you can't deny the fact that he was from North Carolina and he was coaching in Virginia. All these things were stacked against him. All the odds were against him. But guess what? He knew his purpose. He knew his call. But that was actually what he was really looking at. So the referee looks at real time what actually happened in the play. The second thing the referee does, he looks at a replay. Because you can't look at live ball again. Live ball's over. 
So you got to look at a replay of the play. And in a replay, you can slow it down. Right? You can slow it down to get every little piece, every little clip, just the speed you want it to see from a different view what actually may have happened that you didn't see. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. <laughs> when the referee looks at the replay, he sees things that the crowd and the coaches don't or they can't see, right? You agree? You've, you've watched enough sports. You, got, you know what I'm talking about. Now let's look at this clip. We'll, we'll go on from there. You have to watch the movie if you've ever seen it. It's so great. So awesome. So the beginning, what everyone saw was bad things, negative, hate, discord, turmoil, always fighting. But Coach Moon always in his heart believed that he was going to see some unity. He was looking at a different perspective than everybody else was looking at. Did you notice? I just noticed this. See how cool? When the boys started doing their thing, the two coaches looked at each other like, look what's happening. Do you see what I see? They both believed in their heart what was they believed was going to take place. They knew their call. They knew their purpose. And I, could even, I didn't even put this in there. I should have. Did you know the coach that's white there? He was the head coach. It was his job that year. He humbled himself to the betterment of the team and said, I'll be an assistant on your team because I know what's best for the team. Whoa. That's an that's a added, added bonus. I didn't know that. I just now caught that. He said, I'm going to let myself be less to greater of the team. Wow. And so the town, the coaches, the players, and the parents couldn't see anything. They couldn't see this. They never saw this happening. Boone saw unity and camaraderie. He believed it. No one from the town saw how the players bonded at camp and overcame their differences. But the coaches there, they saw it. They were looking at a replay not at what actually was happening. They took a different perspective. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 16, 7, it says, but the Lord 
said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or the height of his stature because I have rejected him. Now listen to this part. This is what you listen. This is it. For the Lord sees as a man, for the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. See what the town and everyone was looking at, they couldn't see what Coach Boone could see. He was looking on the inside. These boys actually have something inside of them that I'm going to pull out. God sees you that way. He doesn't look at you like you look at yourself. God doesn't see you like you see yourself in the mirror. He will not ever see you like you see yourself. You see unqualified. He sees very qualified. You see defeat. God sees victory. You see sickness. God sees healing. You see anxiety. God sees peace. You know why? He's looking at a replay and breaking every little bit down to see what actually took place. So when we step back and get a different perspective, we see something different. Don't look at the outward. If you look at me, you will not see somebody qualified to be on this platform. You will not see it. I don't have the pedigree. I don't have anything that qualifies me to be on this stage except the blood of Jesus and the grace of God in my life. That's it. That's it. That's it. God sees things from a different viewpoint than we do. I've already said it. We see all the negative. I don't know why it's so easy for us to see negative. Maybe it's a human thing that we never can see something good about us. I would say you're a good mechanic. Do you think you're a good mechanic? See? see how I He can't even say yes. But he's a good mechanic. We have a great electrician back here. Great person is, I can't say the word, realtor, is that right? Realtor back here that sells homes. We have great teachers. Anybody in the medical field, nurses, doctors, anybody there? Raise your hand, that's okay, I can see you. Great, awesome. Anybody just do a job like me? Raise your hand. There, see this? That's okay, we're all needed. We're all valuable. Guess what? If no one worked at McDonald's, you wouldn't even eat today. If no one waited your table at Chili's, you would never get food. But we discount what we're doing. You have a call. You have a purpose. Walk in that call. There's nothing so small that's not valuable. I can't believe. Can you, can't, can you imagine what, being a teacher, what it's like today in 2022? I know what it was like going to school in the 90s and high school in the 90s. I thought it was bad. It was easy. It was cake. Compared to now, these teachers are on a battlefield. They're going to war every day. I hear that back there. I hear that, amen. Think about it. If you're a doctor or you're in the medical field, thank you, Jesus, that someone give me hope when I'm hopeless. I'm sick, and you give me hope. If you're a mechanic and a heartbroken single mother comes that doesn't want to deal with trauma with the car, and you help her fix it. Thank you, Jesus, for people like that. People nothing about electricity, and I'm afraid of electricity, and you got a man like that has no fear of electricity. I've seen him get shot before. I mean, no, I haven't ever. What am I talking about? I've never seen that happen. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I apologize. And, uh, <laughs> but see, we have to thank God that people in our field that, we can, that, that can comfort and, and know and have the knowledge and do those things. Don't worry about people like me. That, that's not what I'm talking about. Because we all can't be preachers. It takes you guys. Whoa, hello. It takes you guys. But don't discount what you are and what you do. 
So we, we saw it in real time. We saw the play, what we think that we saw happen. We stopped and looked at the replay and slowed it down and actually saw what actually, actually happened. And when we see it in replay, you notice when the ref sees it in replay and he shows the coaches, here's what happened. They both go, oh, that actually is what happened. I can't believe that. I didn't see that. Of course you didn't. Your viewpoint was the wrong viewpoint. Now, when the play's over and the ref walks on the field, he puts his mic up and he says, call on the field has been reversed. Depends on what team you're on, you cheer. But in your life, the call on the field has been reversed. What you thought you were, you're not. Jesus said, no, I got something different for you. What you called yourself, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's negative. I'm going to tell you something else. In Romans 8.28, here's what the word says. I think that's Romans 8. Yeah, it is. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. Oh my goodness. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. It was not an accident. It was meant to be. So the things in my life that I say, God, why did it happen? Be quiet, Grant. It was designed to happen that way. You turn out the way you turned out. I know you're saying, Grant, there's no way that God wanted your mom. I didn't say that. I did not say that. You didn't hear me say God wanted mom to get divorced. I did not say that. I said God allowed things to happen that now I'm the person I am because those things happened to me. And I got to be okay and say, God, you're right. What you put in my life, I did not like it, but now I can see why you did it. The purpose, the call, the plan. That's the reason. That's the reason. Did I already see that other clip? I already played that clip, right? Oh, let's play this clip. Nobody saw that kind of ending. Nobody, except Coach Boone. He's the only one that believed that could actually happen. In our lives, sometimes God's the only one that believes in us. 
that what he made and purposed that we could actually walk in. Sometimes he's the only one that believes that. But if he's the only one, I'm going to believe it too. God, I may not have all the right equipment, credentialing, the pedigree, the appearance, everything that you're supposed to look like and supposed to say and supposed to do on platform. That's okay with me. I don't care. You didn't call me to be like anybody else. You call me to be Grant. Over seven years ago, I came to this crazy state. I didn't even want to be here. Being honest with you, I'll tell you the truth. I hate Texas. I love Texas now. I hated Texas then. I'm serious. It's had bad things said about it because I'm from Oklahoma. All we talk about is how bad this place is. I'm being no. I'm being real. Y'all the same way. Don't give me that. Y'all talk about Oklahoma just like that. <laughs> Don't be so Christian like I'm wrong. Y'all's right. Come on now. I mean, come on. I've watched OU Texas before. I know how they play. But no, I'm being real. I'm being real with you. S- seven years ago, I wouldn't have looked back and said. Look at this. God, I had no idea. I knew the plans you had. I knew the things you called me to do. I didn't know the avenue I'd get there. I didn't know the vehicle, what the vehicle looked like. Do you understand? I've met Pastor Todd and Chris before I even came to this church in Walmart, in a Walmart incident. I wasn't even going here. And I saw those two people, they were dressed like nice, you know how they are, like bougie looking like they do, you know what I'm saying? I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I love you, Pastor Todd, I love you so much, you know that, I'm just kidding. They were all dressed up nice, they've been out in town or something, and I, and I don't know why we even started talking. That's right, we came to that um, Jeff Allen guy that came here, church. And that's when we came here, to check him out. And to think that God would put us together Last verse, First Peter two nine. This is my favorite one. Not all time favorite verse. This is fa- this message is my favorite verse for this message. First uh, Peter two nine says, "But you are God's chosen treasure, priest who are kings, spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience His marvelous light, and now He claims you as His very own." He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. We don't know what the end's gonna look like. We don't. What we gotta do is say, God, I trust you that you've called me for this moment. I trust you that you've called me with this thing and this purpose that only I know. So I'm gonna keep walking, I'm gonna keep pushing. And God, you know it gets hard. You know, I'm facing a lot of things right now. Yeah, keep walking. God, but you understand, I'm getting a lot of, fe- lot of negative feedback, and I don't know what to do. Keep walking. God, you don't understand. My family don't even get it. Keep walking. We have to shut. Kids, this is a bad word, kids. We have to shut up the noise. Don't say this at home. It's a bad word. Shut up the noise of the negative and listen to what God is saying. Because God is saying, you can. God is saying, you will. God is saying, I will always be with you no matter what. Oh, I got five minutes. Wow, okay. So at the end of the movie, they win the championship. 
They win the champ. Yeah, they win the championship. Piper's excited. The only one excited is Piper. That's cool. But they win the championship, right? Nobody saw that happening. Do you know the movie? If he'd have lost one game, they'd have fired him. They already told him, if you lose one game, coach, you're out, coach, and coach uh, Yost is back in as coach. He was set up for failure. What people thought for failure, he turned into good. He, he didn't even tell his boys that. He didn't even tell them if I lose the game. But he got in their hearts. He got in their lives. He got that unity. He got it working together that they were a family. They were brothers. See, if we can understand that, instead of fighting about things that don't matter, come on. It really doesn't matter how you vote. You know what? Can I be honest? I don't care. I don't care how you vote. You vote how you vote. I really don't care. I love you no matter what. I hope you love me too. It doesn't matter if you like the Cowboys or you like Green Bay or you like the New York Giants or you like all these other teams. It doesn't, I don't care. I don't care if you like well done steaks or raw steaks or, I don't care. You're weird if you don't like them well done. That's cool. I don't care. Right? It doesn't bother me. The point is, we got to be in unity, working together for the cause. And the cause is to love God, love people, period. There's nothing else needs to be said. Love God, love people, period. White, black, whatever they are, it doesn't matter. Love them. Tall, short, skinny, big, it doesn't matter. Love them. Thank God for short people. <laughs> Amen. But as we end the service, I, I know I've made a lot of jokes and a lot of laughs. And I, I think if I didn't have fun in church, I wouldn't have fun anywhere. I'm here a lot. I just, I'm here a lot. That's okay. That's what I love. My dad, always, my dad always calls me and tells me, he said, what are you doing today, son? I said, well, dad, I'm about to go to church. And he goes, man, you love that, don't you, man? You don't even know, dad. It's not work to me. And it really isn't. I love being here. I love doing what, see, when you do what God has called you to do, it becomes less work. And it becomes a, how do I say this? It's kind of like a, a, yeah, it's like, I get to do this, God? You let me do this? See, my job's so easy at my Walmart work. I even asked the boss, y'all going to pay me to do this, really? I get paid to drive a forklift? <laughs> okay, if that's what y'all want to do, I'll do it. Because it's so easy. But when you're doing what God's called you to do, it gets less of a headache. You're like, God, I got a purpose. You give me something that you think I can actually do. I'm doing it for you, not anybody else. But as we, as we uh, leave today, the most important thing to me in my life, ever in my life, I can't tell you anything better in my life than when I accepted Jesus as my Savior. There's nothing else better in my life ever. Not one thing I can think of. He's been it for me. If it hadn't been for Jesus, guess what? I sure wouldn't be here right now. I don't know where I would be, honestly. I'd be afraid to even imagine that. But because of his grace and his mercy, I get to stand here and be with you guys today. Wow, what an honor, God. Wow, you're, it's amazing. And so today, I'm going to give you an opportunity. We're going to dim the lights. And I'm going to say, I'm going to go back to Sunday school. I think it should be simple. This is so simple, guys. Ask Jesus to come into your heart. It's that simple. I'm going to say a simple prayer. And if you've never said it before, today's the day to say it. And the Bible says if you do it, you're saved. That's what it says in my Bible. I don't know about yours. It says it in mine. So repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I ask you come into my heart.
forgive me of my sins and live with me forever. In your name I pray, Lord.